listening to Discovery Park, written by Sean Keeley, directed by and starring Lucy Pierce. Shine, five. Oh, fuck you, four. See, this is why you and I aren't friends. Even basic decorum seems beyond you. Now lay still. Not that you have much choice, considering the many ways you're strapped to this table. What are you doing? Checking your vitals. Where am I? Back where you belong. Where is two? Engaged. Where is the American? On her way. Anything else? Why am I five? Look at your wrist. Now look at mine. But what do these dots mean? I don't know what's wrong with your brain that this information doesn't keep. Because you arrived fifth, you are five. By virtue of my arriving fourth, that makes me four. Though, I suppose by all accounts, I am number one now. Because I was the smart one. I could see what all of you couldn't. It's a bit cliche, but my parents always made sure I understood how the world works. Well, I suppose it's more apropos to say how the universe works. I can't help it if all your parents failed you. What are you doing? She'll be back any minute now. So we have to get you to the main chamber. Is this some kind of laboratory? Something like that. What were you dreaming about? You were wriggling about when I tried to wake you. Does it really matter to you? I asked, didn't I? Maybe it's a dream I've had too. I was younger. Early 20s, I think. I was standing outside a cafe in Kempston. Oh, well, I certainly haven't had that dream. I don't think it was a dream. It was like a memory. I was on my way to work when I saw Lisa. Your best friend from Kempston? No, you pillock. My tormentor. Her hair was shorter and she gained a few pounds. But I recognised her. She was just sitting there, shoving a muffin down her throat. I'm an adult at this point, but I was still terrified of her noticing me. I couldn't move. So when she turns in my direction, I can feel my body wanting to run. But I don't. And we lock eyes. It was only for a moment, but it happens. I think her eyes are actually brown, but to me, I swear they looked cold black. I'd gone over what I'd do in this scenario a million times. I'd hurt her, 
I'd embarrass her. I'd make her beg for forgiveness. But in reality, I just stood there. And just as fast as we make eye contact, she broke it. Keeps turning her head towards something else. She finishes her muffin, gets up, and walks away. That is the most boring dream I've ever heard of. I said it wasn't a dream, you knob. It happened. I remember standing there thinking, I don't know what's worse, that she recognised me and left before I could say something, or that she didn't because ruining my life meant nothing to her and she hasn't thought about me since. So you conquered your fears. Good for you. Have you been listening? I didn't conquer shit. I took the long way to work that morning on the off chance that I might run into her again. Honestly, I don't know why she thinks you're the best choice. What? Best choice for what? We're here. What is this room? How do you not... You know what? Forget it. It's where the magic happens. It looks like a morgue. I believe it used to be one. I don't think morgues usually have so many computers, though. What in the hell is that platform? We call it the platform. What is it for? Well, you step up onto it, stand directly under those four arching beams, turn the machines on, and then... What? You'll see soon enough. Ow! If I don't attach each electrode pad in precisely the right place, we're never going to be able to get the readings we need to make sure your brain doesn't turn into jelly. Why would my brain... What's happening? She's coming back. Shut up and enjoy the show. Where's that wind coming from? All part of the ride. <coughs> Welcome home. Nothing. Nothing. Another waste of my time. Where... Where did you come from? How did you just appear on that platform? Ever seen anything like that? No! Fascinating. Because you have. Many times. But something happened to all of you. Your memories went... Poof. It's really fascinating. I'm gonna have to dig around in that noggin of yours and find out what that's about. Excuse me. I have to get changed. Nothing you haven't seen before. Four? Hand me my clothes and my lab coat. No dots. What's that? You have no dots on your wrist. So what do I call you? Because if you're supposed to be one, you're missing something. That's because I'm not one. I suppose you can call me Zero. Zero? That doesn't make sense. It does when you realize why the rest of you have those dots. 
I'm not one of you. Are we clones? Clones? No, dummy. You've spent enough time with the others by now to know that's not true. Trust me, if I could create clones of myself, I would have done that to begin with. And not even bothered with you numbskulls. No. You're you, she's her, and I'm me. So why are you zero? Because, sweetheart, in this world, this timeline, I'm the original. I belong here. I'm also the one who brought you all here. So where is one? One? I thought you'd have been able to piece it together by now. My apologies for expecting too much of you, Five. Did you kill her? You know, Five, when I first brought you here, and you woke up with those dots on your arm, you asked me what they meant. I asked if you understood the concept of zero-based numbering, and you didn't, much to my sadness. So, like I did then, I will explain it to you once more. Zero-based numbering is a way to index a sequence. It assigns the index a value of zero rather than one. You do so because the zeroth element is the base, the norm, from which the first, second, and third iterations differ. In thermodynamics, it's said that the zeroth law is the most fundamental, much more so than the first, second, third, fourth, or fifth. Congratulations on passing science class. What the fuck does it have to do with why I'm here? <sighs> My parents were both alcoholics. My father beat me. Oh, fuck off! We all have these stories. We didn't kill people. And yet, I'm the only one of us who bothered to do something about it. As I was saying, my father beat me. My mother was a drug addict, more concerned with her next fix than with my well-being. And those were the good days. When I was 14 in a rage, my father killed my mother and then himself. Orphan. I knew I didn't want to end up some foster horror story, so I did what I had to do to survive. I put myself through school. <laughs> I did terrible things. It was a saving grace that my grades were impeccable and I worked my ass off. High school, valedictorian, Ivy League, education, job with a prestigious lab, six-figure salary, all before I was 25. That's how smart and dedicated I was. And yet, when it was time to hand out promotions, I was always passed over. When it came to finding love, I was unworthy. While I watched my less qualified and less deserving contemporaries succeed, I failed. I deserve better than the life my parents cursed me with. The world doesn't work like that. Exactly. This world is unfair. This world is wrong! So my genius became my weapon in a fight to make things right. I dove headfirst into quantum physics. I devoured everything I could get my hands on. 
Do you know the many worlds theory? Don't answer. I know you don't. It says every event that happens, every decision that we make, creates a new universe where a different version of ourselves lives out a life we'll never know. I couldn't change my universe. But if I could see some of these alternate universes, maybe I could change myself. That sounds like the rantings of a lunatic. Hmm. My professors and bosses agreed with that sentiment. If they didn't laugh me out of the room, they explained to me how it was impossible. That even if it were real, no one could find a way to travel between universes or create a machine to do it. So, like I've been doing my entire life, I did the impossible. How? I received some financial help from people you might consider unsavory. But I'm comfortable dealing with the unsavory. They bankroll my little operation, and when I've done what I set out to do, they can have the technology, the knowledge. I won't need it anymore. What knowledge? <sighs> Honestly, don't ask me for details. It was complicated enough for me to figure out, let alone you. I discovered that the membranes between our universes are paper thin. They have to be in order to branch off so consistently with every moment and decision. Even multiple times between moments. It's never-ending and infinite and beautiful. My machine allows me to go to another universe, and once there, I have ten hours until it pulls me and anything I'm touching back. Don't know why ten hours. Just is. Figured that out the hard way. But once I understood how it worked, I went looking for me. It wasn't easy. Infinite versions of our world means there's some fairly fucked up shit out there in the multiverse. One of the first times I jumped, I was nearly killed in a zombie apocalypse. Another time I found myself in a world where we'd been colonized by aliens. Zombies? You want me to believe you saw actual zombies? If you can think of it in this world, it exists in another. The dreams, fables, and nightmares of our world are realities in another. In others, it's hard to tell the difference. The real head-scratcher is realizing just how infinite we are. I found so many different permutations. I found worlds where we never existed. Worlds where we're already dead. I found a version of us with a twin. Emer and Shersha. Isn't that adorable? Sometimes we were male. I think we look funny as a man. I mean, we probably don't, but, you know, considering our point of view. I even found versions where we were transgender, bigender, gender fluid, asexual. We've had boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, and wives. Sometimes at the same time. The multiverse is very progressive. Are you gonna get to the point, or...? Excuse me. I'm not done monologuing. I persisted, and eventually I found myself. It was a version infinitely happier than any of us. She was living the perfect life. The life we've all dreamed of. Perfect childhood, perfect job, perfect family. 
So, I took her. To be totally honest, I wasn't sure what I was going to do once I got her back to our world. I considered just swapping places and stepping into her life. But that wouldn't have changed what was inside of me, what's already happened and embedded itself in my DNA. And that got me thinking. What if I could change that? What if I could change the chemical makeup of my brain to remember the other version's perfect life as my own? Think of what I could do if I were freed from the pain that holds me back. Um, can I just interject to say that I appreciate the fact the American me is the bad guy while the British versions are the good ones for once. See? Life isn't like movies after all. Anyway, I, I tried so many techniques. DNA sequencing, electric impulse experimentation, extraction, brain tissue transplants. Knowledge has its costs. And unfortunately, that perfect version of me, retroactively known as one, paid it. Not in vain, however. There were markers in her brainwaves and blood. I was sure of it. I just couldn't see them clearly enough. Where I think I went wrong is that I used a subject who was too perfect. I needed a version of me that was better, emotionally speaking, but not that much better. So I kept hunting. So many universes, so many versions. It's amazing, you know? All of the different places we live, based on the trillions and trillions of decisions done differently over time. We're American, Canadian, Irish, English, Norwegian. Even found a Turkish version of us once. But I wanted to keep things ethnocentric. Does that make me racist? Anyway, it took me a few months of searching, but I eventually found two. In some ways, her background was a little too similar. Ultimately, I realized she wasn't worth the time. But I kept her in storage, because you never know when you might need a spare part or two. Three presented a good test subject. I learned a lot studying her. But ultimately, she wasn't right either. That's when I decided to try something totally different. I was thinking too small. Like I said, there was a whole multiverse of different us's out there. You brought back a male version. Bingo! I realized right away it wasn't going to work. But I locked him away just in case. Didn't bother dotting him. Figured it wouldn't be hard to tell him from you. The man from the train. Is his name Ema too? As a matter of fact, yes. But it's spelled differently. Just E-M-E-R. Not as poetic as our version. Why didn't I remember that? I messed around with your head so much, it did some strange things to all of you. You'd forget the most random and obvious things, even when they were staring you in the face. Anyway, when I found Four here, I thought she was going to be the perfect fit. Accomplished and smart like me. But that's when I learned how nature versus nurture played a role. Four here. 
she never had to struggle, so she never developed the kind of brain patterns and wiring that I have, that I needed. She proved herself capable in other ways, of course. And so I went looking once more. I'll be honest, I almost gave up. I considered just finding an empty version of Earth where I could just live by myself in peace. Instead, I found you. Five. Who, as it turns out, is the perfect specimen? You didn't have a great, but your childhood was still better than mine. You had to work hard just to get to the mediocre place you're at. And even though you're a sad sack, supermarket, middle manager, it's the makeup of your brain and the chemicals in your blood that count. That's what I want from you. Now, I need to prep the transference. Four, get her ready. Hold still. Ow! What did you just inject in me? A fun little chemical and drug cocktail she created. How can you help her? How can you do this to us? Because she promised she'd send me home once she's gotten what she needs from you. I'll go back to my life where I belong. All of this will just be a bad nightmare. We should have been done by now, you know. I was just about to get what I needed out of you. But then Mr. Us figured out how to get out of his room and broke you all out. You all got pretty far. Kudos to you. But then our memories caught up with us. Jumping between universes seems to have an unpredictable effect on the mind. Go figure. Every time I make a jump, I need to take a little time to allow for memories to come back to me. And the more I do it, the more time I need. How do you know you're not losing memories? I suppose I don't. So I guess we better hurry up then before I forget why I'm doing this. What happens to me after you do whatever the hell you're gonna do? Will I live? Almost certainly not. You're willing to kill yourself to accomplish this? That is a very philosophical quandary. But I think it's fair to say, yes. I am willing to kill myself. For what? To be reborn. For power up. Oh. oh. I don't feel right. What did you do? The sedatives in that cocktail should knock you out in a few moments. Call me what you will, but at least I did you that kindness. Like rendering a dog unconscious before you put it down. That's where I got the idea! You're catching on, Five! I'm guessing your body feels heavy. It's hard to move, right? It's okay, you don't have to answer. That's gonna be impossible in a minute or two. While the systems boot up, I just want to say that I'm sorry. I know, I know I'm a monster for what I've done to all of you. But for what it's worth, I am sorry you have to die. It must be a truly awful feeling to know you are powerless to stop any of it. 
to know this is it. Your life flashing before you. The hours you hid from bullies. The nights locked in your room avoiding your parents. The risks you could have taken but didn't. The times you made the wrong choice or didn't even make a choice at all. What's funny? This will never work, you know. No? You might be able to fool yourself into thinking you've changed your past. But that's impossible. That's what you've taught me. You can't change what's already happened. It's gone. Profound. Wrong, but profound. Goodbye, five. <laughs> when you die. You go to the same place as all the other versions of you. I don't know if that sounds like Evan or El. No, Five, you're not dead. We're getting you out of here. We? Park is a Throne in the Puget production, directed by and starring Lucy Pierce, written by and produced by Sean Keeley, mixed and edited by Dave Lindsay. For more information, visit discoveryparkpodcast.com.